Need a new set of optics? For more than a decade, Riton Optics has been providing optic solutions for hunters and shooters of all types and disciplines. Check out their Primal line for those products geared more towards us hunters. From binoculars and spotting scopes to your basic 3-9 to nine scopes and longer range crossover models, the Primal line from Riton was made for hunters. Learn more at RitonOptics.com. That's Riton, R-I-T-O-N, Optics.com. This is the OKest Hunter Podcast. Never pass on shooter bucks, if that's just meat in the freezer. It's your tag, you hunt how you want. This is OKest Hunter. Yo, what up, everybody? Welcome to the OKS Hunter Podcast. We're hanging out in the OKS Hunter Podcast studio, brought to you and presented by Spartan Forge. SpartanForge.ai. Use code OHP for 20% off of your annual membership. We finally got uh, back with the folks that won at Foam Fest for Arrows and for Spartan Forge. So both those guys are pretty happy. They got uh, new arrows on the way and a new membership to Spartan Forge. So they're all set up. They got it sorted out. That was a, a fun shoot. Can't wait for it again next year. Lots of prizes, lots of winners. Yeah. A lot of smiling faces when we left out. Yeah, it was. It was a really good time. And thank you for coming and helping with all the two. My gosh. It was, it was cool a, the kids were there. There's a ton of stuff. Yeah, and I think next year my wife has big plans and so do we. I realize that the title of this episode, as it shows live on YouTube, is inaccurate. It's showing what I had up from last week. So, whoops, there's always something to remember and something to forget. <laughs> <laughs> and usually the thing I'm supposed to remember that is the thing the I title, forget. That because we don't really. <laughs> <laughs> um, but speaking of, of Vector Custom Shop, I know Greg's been flinging uh, the ZMRs and the HMRs, and he's like fine-tuning it to the nth degree. That's Greg's nature. Uh, it's, how, it's how he rolls, and I'm pretty sure mine are flying as they should be. Uh, although, according to him, like there might be some variances with broadhead from with the fixed blade ones that you guys are. are you shooting iron wells? I am the S one hundreds. So I forget the grain weight off the top of my head, but uh, probably one hundred grain. Yeah, yeah, I think are it's the heavy? same grain as what the is on the tip. They're and yours are double heavy. bevel, single bevel single with bevel. a little tiny bleeder. Oh, nice. Yeah, I don't know. I just saw it on the Ask on the hunting the public and uh, <laughs> with uh, what's his name, um, the the ranch fairy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know, Mr. Troy? Troy, thank you. Yeah, my brain's running a little sloggy today. But, yeah, so whatever, that's what I have. And uh, I was maybe going to let one loose over the weekend. You saw my text messages. I was hoping. You're like, you're going to shoot a day? I was like, no, no, no. And I was like, well, maybe, maybe I will. Wait, I'm in the stand. <laughs> yeah. Meat sounds good. Because that's what was uh, lingering nearby. But, yeah, and, and I was in the, the Latitude Method 2 saddle, which I love that thing. It's just fantastic. And I was tinkering around within the backyard or the front yard, actually, a bunch uh, last week, and were the just, neighbors wondering? Did you get any questions asked while you were uh, setting it up? Yeah, some neighbors were like, "Oh, what's what are you doing over here?" My other neighbors nosy, but she didn't even like. She didn't want to. <laughs> She's like, "Nah, I'm not." I could She's tell. like, "Now he's taking up tree yeah. trimming." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So I, I was just trying to like refamiliarize myself with the linemen and uh, that uh, too loud still. I don't know. I can crank it down. Yeah, I was just trying Perfect. to familiarize myself with all the stuff, the knots and things. It took a second. 
I was texting Alex Chop. I'm like, can you send me the video for the knot, the square knot thing that you kind of do this extra loop loo thing through? <laughs> the worst part is, so most of those, like, I kind of know, but uh, I got a new camera arm, mm-hmm. and it's got the over center buckle or the boat buckle. Okay. And so when you have one of those and it threads through, some of them have, like, a latch that you just put on and then you tighten it. This one, you have to thread it through the boat. Oh, no, no. Line. I hate those. And... I don't know. I just don't have enough experience with those to like know right away. So it always takes me like two or three tries. I'm like, oh, this is not going to work. Yeah, yeah. Redo it. You don't do it every day. You don't know. Yeah, yeah I totally, totally forgot, forgot how to do it. I don't know yeah. why those confuse me, but they do. Yeah. Yeah. So whatever. I'm trying like who? Oh, go and go wild. I'm sorry. I just have to like go through this part. Right. And I did post on go wild. The, the snap finger video I did. The hunting. Yeah. On apparel I thought like I shaved my beard. I'm like, I'm not going to do this again for another six years. I should probably do at least something with this. So I sat in the studio with a shaved beard, snapped my fingers. I was like, okay, when my beard grows back, I'll snap my fingers and hopefully I'm in the tree stand at that point. And that's what I did. And, and it worked. And it worked. I was like, oh, I was pretty proud of that transition. It's very cool. Post over there and some people liked it and stuff. And it's just fun to see the... You know, I, I posted it, and because I put that I was hunting for six hours or whatever it was, we were out there for a while, dragging that canoe and stuff, um, I earned more points to go buy some stuff. Oh, really? And so I got, like, some, I got a chunk of change over there I can go blow. Hey. And I'm kind of like, well, what do I need to buy, you know? <laughs> that's awesome. So now I got a, uh, some money burned a hole in my pocket over at Go Wild for posting, hunting stuff, which is, that's freaking great that's that you can you do that. That's what you want to do, right? Yeah. And, I mean, every time you get out in the woods and sit a little bit, you're going to have a better idea of what it is that you want to make that That's sit a little true. better. You know yeah. what I mean? Like all of a sudden, I know you need gloves. Yeah, I do. I don't, <laughs> did I lose gloves so often? You know what? I bet you they're probably in my hand muff from gun hunting season. Yeah, I, I, I thought of you yesterday because uh, I got home and my wife was still picking up my son from school. Yeah. And they like play on the little playground usually after school. So they're playing. I was like, you know what? I should tidy up the garage. There's stuff everywhere. Kids did you find my nasty stuff. sock? No, but what I did find made me think of you right away. So I had a whole bunch of like old hunting chairs, metal ones that fold. I'm like, I'm never going to use these. Throw them away. So I got them all stacked up in the garbage can. I was like, you know what? There's like a zipper pouch under the seat. I was like, I should check and see if I have something in there. Hey, My really nice fleece Cabela's camel gloves were in there. And I was like, this is probably what happened to all of Eric's gloves. They were hidden somewhere. He forgot about them. They're in something. I have some old stands in my garage I want to get rid of, but I don't know. I feel like someone might want to use them. I don't know. You can usually find some on marketplace. Like people sell them. Like they just want to get them for like mm-hmm. ten bucks or twenty. They're bucks relics. Free. I, I got cheap. a couple old ones too. I keep them. I don't know why. I don't know why either. Just take them space in my garage. And I'm. I'm not gonna. I don't think I'm gonna use them. Like unless I bought some private land, which isn't gonna be in my near future. Uh, to have one stationary for a long time. Yeah. I don't see that happening. But sell them on marketplace. Evan says. Yeah. Sell my marketplace. Yeah. There's a lot of them on there. How do you ship a stand? I don't want to deal with that. Are you going to take it to the post office? I they shipped a couple stands this summer. It sucks. It's like 45 bucks. But then don't you make them pay for it? Yeah, you can. Then how but no you? one's going to pay $40 to ship a $20 stand. Yeah, I'll lose money selling it. So. That's what's going to happen to me. I can't even sell my damn lawnmower. No one wants to buy it. Rider or a push? A push. I, I don't know. And then I always get people lowballing me on that damn platform. Oh, yeah, marketplace. It's, it's downright disrespectful. The stand-ups, too. Oh, the constantly. No, or the, no or the people no like, shows. oh, why don't you, uh, you know, I'll send me send me your link to what uh, what are the payment? Zen, Zell, Zell. And I'm like, this is a scam. <laughs> You're scamming me. And I totally bought it, and I know better. And I like, couldn't believe it. I was like, damn it. You're a bold-faced liar. You're a bold-faced liar. Get out of here. We don't tell lies. We just tell false truths. Oh, there you go. What's up, Oak Tree Dreams? I'm going to put the phone number on the screen, folks. 
because uh, it's just Derek and I tonight, in case you didn't notice yet. And uh, Greg, it's his anniversary. Woo! Last week was his birthday. Congratulations, Greg yeah. and Lippy. 15 he, years, I believe. That's a long, that's a big one. I hope he's doing something cool, not just sitting there watching us. Thank if he you. shows up in the comments, we got to like backhand him or something. <laughs> you don't comment Get out of here. on the OKS Hunter podcast while you're taking your lovely wife out to Burger King dinner for your anniversary. <laughs> she can get a Pepsi tonight, okay? It's a big night. <laughs> They 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 they've done a lot this year. He's gone to like Montana and stuff, right? Well, they're going to or Wyoming I somewhere. They're going out there. on a trip to uh, Grand Marais. Yeah, really soon, right? Yeah, I think so. I can't go anywhere. I gotta do a work trip, and like that's cool, I suppose, but it's not the same. Yeah, I just want to go to Eagle River or something, Sweet. and just go up there for fall. That'd be fun. We're heading up to the cabin for my mom's birthday, the first week of October. Okay, so that's kind of a tradition. Usually, her week. Uh, her birthday is like prime color up in That's that area, perfect. so we're yep. pretty excited to go up. Wife said I can sneak in a hunt while I'm up there. Hey, yeah, how could you not? Yeah. It's, part, it's part of the fam. You're gonna do it. <laughs> That's great. So. You know, if you're looking for another uh, bunch of kids and stuff, I don't know. That's not gonna invite myself necessarily, but maybe some future time. Oh, absolutely. Um, anyway, so I think it might be fun to talk about the hunt we we just went on. Yeah, we got I, out for opening weekend. I didn't do any planning. I didn't barely even know where we were going to go, so I didn't have to put a lot of thought into it. I kept um, you in the dark. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was kind of like, man, I want to study some stuff and like think about it a little bit more. And I sent you some you know, screenshots, but yeah. I never sent you the actual pictures. No, so I was like, I don't I know. I had no like holistic purview of what was happening. You know, as far as I knew, the river was literally the only way to get to the spot. And I looked at it's it after the fact. I'm like, no, someone probably walked across this nasty yeah, shit to get here. Probably. There was a cell cam or trail cam back there. So everywhere I've gone so far this summer, early fall scouting, I have found cameras in areas that would have not found them five years ago. I, I mean, we know the public land thing was like really getting crowded, like in big five years ago, but it's at a level right now where it's just like downright frustrating. Do you, do you think it's also that like trail cam and cell cam usage is ticked yeah, up? Because way. It, it may be the case that maybe people were hunting it, but they weren't leaving cameras out there. Yes. And the and, cell cam thing is really... Well, I think cell cams are harder, not harder, but less likely to get stolen because there could be some proof that you were the person that stole it kind yep. of thing. Uh, if they're getting that photo instantly, then you're not going to want to steal it. Um, so I think there's less worry about theft if you're running cell cams. Absolutely. So maybe there's just more of that in addition to people hunting more and more people hunting. And I think... You know, we've, we we can talk about our hunt and stuff, but, like, just, yeah. just spitballing here, the shift in, like, the public land interest, I think a lot of it is, like, the hunting population may be getting smaller, but I think it's getting, like, more intense. Like, the people who do it, like, want to be good at it now. Mm -hmm. Like, they don't just do it to do it. Like, a lot of bow hunters want to be good, and they're listening to podcasts and reading all the stuff on forums, and, like, they're getting better. So it's almost like they want to test themselves. They hear all this public land stuff. It's like, hey, I want to go out there, yeah. and I want to do yeah. it. And good for them. That's awesome. But like, go to a public land spot away from my spot. <laughs> but that I think everyone. So yeah, I I uh, obviously am working on something that I think can help with this. But I don't know how that's going to be totally received. And it's in beta mode, and we're testing it now. But I have a belief that if we can highlight and showcase that pressure uh, and and like hunter density, it can help spread us out more. So as so. much as someone says, I don't want to share my spot, if if it then shows that that spot has been occupied, 
it's potentially likely that then no one will hunt that spot. So I actually can envision someone running around that thing on, going to all the spots to say, that this has been heavily hunted, don't hunt here. <laughs> well, that's that's like, we, we run into a way less technological version of that. <laughs> when we scout up north and whatnot, it's like people always hang those, you know, orange ribbons, right? Yeah, and yeah, they're, they're, they're just doing and, it. And Dad and I are like, we're, we always like grew up like, don't leave no trace, mm-hmm. like, don't let anyone know you're there. But I'm like, well, shit, maybe we should just put ribbons everywhere <laughs> so it looks like 10 guys are going there and maybe that keeps somebody out. Yeah. Yeah, and it's interesting when those things stay out and when the tax. They're everywhere. I'm like, oh, someone's already been here. Freaking tax staring back at me. Cat eyes, whatever you want to call them, you know. There was a spot. Those, things, were, those things saved my life in the Northwoods. I used those a lot. Like before we, technology. We used those a lot up north. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I mean, now you can just, you know, track it or make a trail to your. Yeah. But those cat eyes, man, those things are awesome. Except for when I tacked in a spot, this is probably 10 years ago in Pesciu, <laughs> near, near one of the rivers up there. And it must have been a pretty popular piece of public ground because I went in the morning for a hunt and I noticed there was a couple other tacks and I followed like this fence line up. As soon as I got into these cedars, I flipped my light on and I looked and there was a tack trail. I thought it was somebody's trail going sideways. I'm like, where were they going? But it was just other people had put tacks. It was like a 50 yard wide runway of just tacks. You want to get lost? Everywhere. They were different. There's orange ones. I was like, this is unbelievable. Years of tacks. Historical Historical yeah. tacking. Well, that's a. F- I mean, we can we can talk about what the hell we want. We'll get to the hunt. That's fine. Uh, Tony Cordero. Corda- oh God, I can't talk. Words are hard. Cordero. Uh, I've glued antennas onto my regular cameras. I've heard a lot of people doing that for theft deterrent. Great idea. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's that sticker that people are putting on their cameras for a while. Did you see that? It was like I was seeing ads for last season. A bunch like this is. I don't know. Protect- Government or something. Something or like very. But I'm like. Yeah, if I said that, I'd call bullshit. Like, I'm just not going to buy it. Like, I got to believe it. And then now that every hunter has seen it because they've aimed at every hunter, we all know it's fake. Well, as soon as you try to sell it, everybody sees it, yeah. right? Like, um, but when I used to use lock boxes. The cam lock box? Yep, cam lock yep. boxes. I used to write on there because all my covert cameras I used to use, you could password protect them. Okay. So nobody could use the dang thing. But they'd want to just take it down anyway. So they'd want to take it. But I used to write on the box at least, like, this camera is password protected. So, like, at least before they went through all the work of cutting the tree down or, you know, cutting the cable lock, they knew that they weren't going to be able to use it. Like, maybe they didn't believe it. But they just trying to disrupt your hunt, do you think? Like, is that some a guys, lot of what it is? <laughs> they see a cam, they're like, no. Do they just guys, bat it down? Some guys are just like bucks, and they're just territorial. We had a guy up north, dude, in this spot. That he stole, we talked to guys, like four different guys, and they stole, this guy kept taking tree stands and trail cameras, anything that was in that area, it's like he would just patrol it, and he'd mm-hmm. just take everything, like, to claim his area. I don't know. Super strange. It was interesting. It's terrible, but interesting. It's terrible, but interesting. What are the relics? I mean, we're talking about, like, these cat eye pins. I think those are used less these days, unless you're in, like, some super remote area. But I also remember making heavy use out of walkie-talkies. We did not use those. My dad and I. <laughs> I'm in the stand. Are you good? No, I'm just climbing up now. <laughs> Would you use like, those for like gun hunting opening day and stuff? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can see the excitement, especially as like a young hunter. It was really like, we're, I'm set and I'm strapped in, I'm safe. Hey, there's a deer coming. There's one coming your way. Like this is before cell phones. Yeah. There was before a time before, messenger. like, yeah, you, you weren't paying for that kind of service and everyone had one. Your service was shit in most places. It still can be. So walkie-talkie still could be a thing. Uh, but then it'd always be like, you know, if that volume was up too loud or something like that, it'd be like, 
<laughs> there was always that. Freaking out, you know. <laughs> What's that one weird button on walkie-talkies that makes like that weird boop-boop-boop sound? Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? There's always a button. It's like a call. Yeah. You accidentally hit that. That was a thing. There goes the buck. Yeah. I remember one time my dad's like, put the walkie-talkie down and shoot the deer. You know, I was like... <laughs> you're like we're not gonna deal with this it was a big it was big too it wasn't like small well now they make them tiny but i'm yeah. sure they were they're yeah. huge it was a big thing i'm trying to think what are the other weird things from back then man I, the trail timers which were like the original trail cameras did you ever see those uh, i think my dad probably had you some early that trail little cams. white thread across oh, no, a trail shut up yeah and then when a deer would walk by or They'd whatever walk by it would break the string and it would record the time that a deer walk down the trail. One deer oh, no, no. walk down never the trail seen once. That's the trail timer. And then that was like the evolution of trail cams. Oh, my God. What? Because then we, we used to use the 35 millimeter film cameras. You know, you get to 24 exposure rolls, yeah. 24 pictures, run them to one hour developing. To see yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the same deer standing there looking around, smelling your camera. But you're so excited. You just cool. witnessed wildlife. Really when they cool. first came out, it was like about the coolest damn thing ever. And you just wondered if it worked. You didn't even know. Like everything was to- like it flashed. You know, it oh, yeah, wasn't even infrared. You could see that flash from like we, we hung one up in the, <laughs> the little field by the cabin. And the first night, I remember we hung it there and I think we spilled a whole bunch of corn out in front mm-hmm. of it, right? So we wanted something to come there. But we're watching a movie and all of a sudden, is that lightning? No, it's a camera. We're all huddled by the way. We're just <laughs> waiting for the next flash. Oh my God, it's working. Like, we're going to have pictures on the yearlings. Yeah, there, but, like, so much. but so it was cool. cool. It was the first time. The, the other weird thing, I remember. So, like, again, cars. Uh, you know, peop- some people probably had newer cars that had key fobs or whatever, but we didn't. Even though, like, they were available, we weren't, we weren't buying the new ones. We saw, like, a, a 10-year-old car or yep. whatever. It's like, I remember my dad had, like, some old Dodge Ram Charger with a 450 block, four, or 350 four-barrel car or whatever it was. That's like, like the Blazer-ish style? Yeah, Charger? but the Dodge Ram Charger was, like, the most beastly SUV. It was big, right? Big, yeah. gas-guzzling monster. Um, rowdy four-wheel drive. The thing you'd use gas in and backfire. Pop, pop, pop. You know, just crazy. But <laughs> I think he had a different truck after that. It was, like, a Chevy Silverado. or I don't remember if it, a, if it was a Ram Charger or that one, but um, he had a hideaway key that he put under the tire or, like, in the wheel well, which is a terrible place to put it, and I'll tell you why, because... <laughs> It was like negative 15 degrees and I had sat as long as I possibly could before. Like if I would have sat any longer, I would have lost dexterity and couldn't climb down. Like it was that bad. Get back. And like, we're, we're talking like potential frostbite encroaching on me here and I'm freezing. And, uh, how old are you? I was pretty young. Yeah. Like teenager, sophomore. No, no. So it would have been like junior, senior year of high school, somewhere in there. I think, um, young up in the Nicolay and I get back to the truck and the freaking hideaway key is, encased in ice from the wheel cam- and i couldn't get to the i couldn't get it i was like oh my god i can't i can't get the key like you already I, can't use your fingers but yeah but it, like it was literally like if you someone to put a key in a blo- on an actual block of ice like it was there's no way to get it and so I had to, my dad had to like climb down and come let me in the car and he's like yeah it's pretty cold you're right like this was a, was a cold sit it was it could have been kind of dangerous you know holy crap so man. just stuff like that like the world has changed so much just so much like in maps my god fucking maps we oh. are, are, someone had to navigate literally dude you come to you pull up a freaking map and we would like drive and someone have a freaking map open on the dashboard when you come to the cabin <laughs> the the wall so like our side door we don't use the front door at all but the side door coming off the deck is like here and then we have like a bench and it's like a little mud room all the shoes and boots yep. but the wall behind the bench my dad has bought probably 10 of those USGS topo maps. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like and good he's ones. he's got them all pinned together. Which is cool. And the for whole that. wall is yeah. 
the area surrounding yeah. the cabin, and he's got pencil marks from Where all the, bus- the 80s, you know, yeah. this stand, mark it here, and then, you know, scout here, and he's got it all marked, and we've never changed it, taken it down. We still look at it, like... Do you ever see that that company, Huntera Maps? Yeah, I bought him one of those. Yeah? I printed him a huge one. He didn't use it. Oh. He likes the old one. I have Ariel with Topple laid over. It's literally sitting in the corner of the cabin. He's never put it I up. was going to get my dad one of those for where he shot his buck, which is on my uncle's land. He's got a couple bucks he's got in there. And I, I thought it'd be kind of cool to be like, this is where I got it. This yeah. is where these ones came from. But, yeah, it's like a campground. So it's not, like, exciting. To, it's not like the Northwoods terrain topo. But I probably could print that because he had be spent cool. all his early years hunting up there. That would you be know? just a neat, like, you know, yeah. remember, remembrance. Yeah. Is that ha- word? Did, so Holly, actually, my wife tried to make, she made me. Handmade me a three. Did you remember this? I remember you telling me about this. A, a mosque in case 3D map like of where a, I got my buck. Like a sculpture. She recreated them. Yes. Model. With moss that she bought and like foam. And That's it encased so and, and it, but it like turned out like shit. <laughs> it was like, I got it. And I was like, what is this? I don't know. And she's like, ah, oh, God, I'm sorry. But she put so much effort it's into the it. Thought. <laughs> it was a really great thought. I was like, yeah, I think it's really cool, huh? Thanks. It was, it was, it was, but it was just wasn't anything that like she saw maybe a TikTok or something where someone did it, but they like did it for real. All of that. It was, and she did though. She's a perfectionist, so I mean, she killed her that she I wasn't good enough. I can't imagine that it wasn't. It was good. still I mean, badass she's and cool. Who's not watching? Oh, I just thought of uh, another old relic. So deer carts, like super readily yeah. available now. You even have the ones that go into like the hitch. I bought my dad one of those. Like you can pull a deer out and it goes right into your hitch. Oh, it becomes I the cart to I carry I didn't know it. that. So you don't have to lift it up. Because my dad hunts alone Jeez, a lot of yeah. north and yeah. his back's bad. I'm like, dad, this would be awesome. He'll never use it. It's in the garage. <laughs> guaranteed. Never use it. But uh, <clears throat> when, I was, when I was younger, teenager, high school, whatever, we had like had the idea to some of these longer walks or down logging trails, like mm-hmm. old logging trails. So a cart would work awesome, but we didn't have like a deer cart. So we had this old log cart, which is just like real thin metal with two bike tires and like just made a little U and had like wire wrapped around it. And I Perfect. used it to haul in my gear. So like in the morning, what's heavier than a deer anyways, right? Yeah. Right. So I like hauled in my gear in the morning, my, my pack and all my boots and, you know, and I'm walking in a long way and I just left it there and, Turns out that morning I shot my biggest deer at the time ever. It's a 10-pointer, 185-pounder. It's a big animal. Dragged it out. It's like, that deer, (laughs) that car's looking real small. (laughs) I took like six tie-downs. Its legs were like wrapped like this (laughs) to get it to fit, but I got it on there. And I dragged that dang deer out. And the last time I was at the cabin, actually, I saw that deer cart, and I just went over and looked at it. And my dad came over, and he's like, how did you put that deer in? <laughs> like, <laughs> but it worked. One the world, time, and then way. we bought a deer cart, yeah. like, two years later. Yeah, I think my dad has one. It's, it's always like, oh, I got the deer. Let me walk back to the truck, get the cart, put the deer in the cart. I'm like, That's I, the I just, I don't, I don't, yeah, I'm like the guy that'll carry all the groceries in one trip, even if it means breaking the eggs, because I just can't stomach going back. So yeah, I'm like, but that's because you're a beast. I'm like, let's just drag the fucking thing, you know. But I'm also not a beast. Like, I'll After suffer the, through the it. the canoe experience, and not that that was, like, wildly <laughs> no. far or anything, but, like, I was like, Eric, stop. I need to catch my breath. <laughs> well, I stopped a bunch, too. Like, yeah, it's, it's a... Uh, when I dragged that deer, I was about hacking up a whole entire lung. I, that was th- that was not a far drag, and that deer, you know, is not the largest deer ever. And it's a good it size deer. damn near impossible. I was like, what is happening? I couldn't fathom why I was so winded. We're getting I, was like, old, man. I was like, this is never, I'm like dying. And, and my buddy Joel is just, 
I got it. And he just powers through. And I like, luckily he did. Cause I, the way I went would have taken us into like some small pond inside of this marsh that I didn't see. And next thing you know, I'm in, I'm in deep water and I'm like, we can't go this way. He's like, yeah, I know I'm already over here. I'm like, and he has the deer. So now I like, can't even catch up to him. He's like just owning the whole thing. <laughs> he's on some yeah, dry land. He's on, so he had some like hardcore nerve in his brain. He just like broke through and suffered. Those are good friends to have for deer. <laughs> yeah. And gutting by the way, he's like, he, I remember one year he forgot his, uh, his knife and but but apparently he carries a razor blade in his wallet so i don't know what that's all about and then he gutted like three deer with a razor blade <laughs> i'm like what the <laughs> who does that <laughs> i've gutted a deer with a broadhead you had an expandable broadhead oh my that god that was also my worst drag that deer that was How a did, that, did you deer. not cut yourself no it was actually worked really great it was a grim reaper broadhead worked way better than i thought i kept it on the arrow it was like having a real long knife holy crap you beautiful. kept it on the arrow huh all kept right. it on the arrow yeah. Except for when I went up into, you know, to get the windpipe, the mm-hmm. order, then I had to take it off. But uh, that drag was really bad, too, because I had scouted my way into this marsh, <clears throat> hunted after school. Yep. I wasn't planning on going. Ashley was like, hey, you should go. And I was like, oh, my wife says I should go. Well, if you're making it. only happened to me like once. If you're making me, I'll go. Yeah. So I went, but I didn't have any of my boots or anything. So I asked our gym teacher at school. I was like, hey, do you have any, like, old boots or like shoes that like people have left behind and he's like yeah i got these old boots and they're like these little tiny hiker <laughs> boots and they're like 10 years old they're falling apart i'm like perfect that'll work went back it's all wet back there so i was like they were soaked anyway yeah. but i hunted shot this buck and it was the same dilemma you just mentioned now i'm back i don't know maybe a mile ish um no trail but it wasn't terrible going It's about leaving your buck behind. I couldn't leave the... I, so I had like my saddle, the platform, and my bow. And I was like, oh, I'm climbing sticks. And I'm like, mm-hmm. well, I'm not going to just go... Like, I'll just drag them. Well, the way I took was the most direct route because I wanted to save distance instead mm-hmm. of going the way I scouted my way. Easy path. That was a mistake. Because yeah. I was dragging that buck through almost waist deep muck water that was like... It, it had flooded. You take like a couple so steps and you're done. it was like a thick done. forest that was flooded and like, I'm pushing with the bow and trying to... Dr- it was absolutely horrible. Yeah, you I'm, question your your dis, your decision making insanity at that point. I like, almost. Uh, do I, I almost need, what do I need to do to get up. out of this? Yeah, I almost gave up because I was going to a dike because it's a flooded area by the harbor by Lake Michigan, and I was going toward this dike that I knew would be open trail, and I got to the dike and I'm like, thank God, because I'm dying. I'm dragging for two hours. Get the deer up the dike, and they had just bulldozed the dike, so it's bare dirt. There's no grass. It's just raw dirt for like 400 yards back to my car. And I'm like, the deer's like sticking to it. I'm like, I'm going to die. <laughs> I'm pulling it backwards going like 10 steps. I thought, I literally thought I was going to call it quits and just leave it there. Oh my God. But I got there. Yeah. 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 Those, when you do, when you can't give up, you don't give up kind of thing. That doesn't make any sense. But, uh, Chris is in here with the wheels up outdoors. Drew with Oak tree dreams. Hey guys, the, the phones are hot. And we have the, the wherewithal and time to take calls. So for those that are listening on TikTok, looks like there's all about one of you. The <laughs> for now at least. And YouTube I can't see. I can't see. I don't know how many people are like twelve people in here somewhere. Uh two six two seven five seven forty one twenty two if you wanna share some relic stories or hunting a, updates, a anything hard drag, you got. a hunting update, something. But yeah, so you, you left me in the dark until like, I don't even know. I didn't really. Sorry about that. Yeah. But it's okay. I'm not going to, like, ever creep on your spots. You don't have to worry about that with me. 
Those uh, were totally new spots. <laughs> I'd never been to. I literally scouted them the week before. And I was like, hey, fresh sign. This would be a good place to go check out. And we saw deer. I saw deer. I saw, I think, I think three does. It was pretty thick. I think I sent a video. Yeah. And, and you can barely catch a glimpse. They were right on that yeah. edge of that thicker. Yep. I mean, it's just all foliage. So, they hey, that's pretty good. That's a win for public land. I thought. I mean, anytime I can see deer on a public land sit, and I was right in the money. I just there wasn't anything I was going to do to call over a doe. <laughs> <laughs> like I was like, eh, they're not coming over here. Here's what it is. But it got my heart pumping for a little bit because I was yeah. like, that's a deer. You know, although there were two squirrels chasing each other. And I for sure thought that that was a deer. It was two of them, so it was like sounded different than just the one. Yep. And I was like, "Oh, here comes a deer!" And then there was two squirrels. Like, you son of bitches! <laughs> Damn it! Every a great time. Great way to break in your first set of the year. Yeah, right? exactly. Great way. Forgot uh, my GoPro on the ground, which it was fine. Not that I forgot it. Then I didn't have a plan to get it up the tree, so I got a really cool uh, you did, like, time the lapse. Climbing. Did yeah. Did you do like you putting up the sticks? And all yeah, that? I got all that, and then I was like, "Ah, oh, well, now it's stuck down there," which I guess that's fine. Um. Forgot water, forgot my nicer headlamp. Luckily, I had two, and it didn't get cold, but I didn't have any extra layers. If it would, if the temperature would have dropped, I probably would have been a little cold. But I did try out my new first light merino wool, whatever the hell thing top, and I felt really honestly comfortable in that thing. Good. I mean, you saw me when you dropped me off, I was sweating buckets. We were both. Dripping. I was dripping sweat off my nose. My eyes were burning. It was like a lot. And then by the time I got up to the tree and in the tree, it was it was good. I felt like I'm glad it was comfy. just like genuinely comfortable. It was awesome. All right, so I'm going to ask the question about the lower man section because I think you. Had I did the have the first, first light, light boxers on. How did it work out? I think were you pretty impressed? good. Yeah, I I think were the boys so. Boys comfortable. Yeah, in fact, because it wasn't even a thought at all. I think it's good because good. otherwise, I normally wear like these cotton Hanes. And they're just they're drenched. They're just wet, and they don't wick at all. So then it's just win. So yeah, now that I think about it, I think my bottoms were pretty dry and comfortable. <laughs> pretty comfy. <laughs> we do have a caller. It's uh, where's, did he is he here? Where is he? Oh, he hung up. Oh, oh, he's gone. It was Drew, but we missed him. Well, if you want to call back again, Drew will bring you on. I don't know what you're doing over there. I think in a saddle, especially because it's like, you know, pushing your clothes against your yeah. skin. If you had had like. Something that didn't wick, you know what I mean? Either like pants or under. I feel like that would be. I the, would get really uncomfortable. In the latitude, it's like a mesh. Oh, and it's so a breeze. Panel, so like one goes under you and yeah. one goes a little yeah. higher. So I guess it's not as bad as like. I'm assuming some of the earlier ones are just like one fabricy piece, and that can hold in heat. It also makes it a little chilly come colder. Like when I did the 100 all day sits during the rut last year, I could definitely feel some wind up, you know, around my butt. <laughs> 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 Around my buttocks. You got to make sure your shirts are tucked in. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, merino wool has been my favorite upgrade to anything. Uh, more than any, like, physically, like a bow or an arrow or any of that jazz. Like, the merino wool has been the best hunting thing that I've gotten over the years. And I think you're wearing some of that stuff, too. I've got mistaken. a bunch of merino. I don't have any first light merino. Um, but I've got black ovis, which is, like, the camo fire. Oh, yeah. The camo fire has it, and black ovis is a brand. And you can get that for pretty cheap. And it seems if it's the same work. Yeah. I mean, the first light stuff I think is made in China. You know, I'm imagining well, some of these places are, are coming from similar, yeah. pl- you know, but yeah, the they're picking similar nice. resources to, to make it. But yeah, I think the brand's cool. I, I, I don't know. I'm Sitka. I think it's probably also really great, but I can't afford Sitka. I could barely afford the first light, but they were running a sale, man. And they just kept dousing me with emails. I was like, <laughs> look, if I'm going to buy, this is the time. <laughs> 
I've seen a lot of posts on social media of like a shitload of first light stuff. And it's like, oh, the sale got me. <laughs> Went hard and got all the stuff. It was, it was like 40% off, you know? I don't know. They got some pretty healthy margins. They can give up 40 freaking points and still make money. Like, That's holy crap. Yeah, I'm not, I don't know. I'm the kind of guy who, like, when if I laid out all my hunting clothes, it would be like one piece of everything. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have, like, a whole, like, so guys have, like, a oh, I don't have system systems. No. with the yeah. pieces. I don't have Like, that. I buy one thing when I can afford it, and then That's I buy, I, I see something, and I buy one. Yeah. So I have, like, five different kinds of camo, and I kind of like it that way, because yeah. I just kind of plan on what I'm, I don't know. The pants I got, they're waterproof, and they're, like, this uh, meshy, like, swimsuit material almost on the inside. Nice. Super lightweight. So when we're out Is that what you on the wore hu- early season, yeah, when I just we I in? just got them. I just got them from uh, Sherpers. I don't even know what brand they are, um, and they're they're really nice. And I thought, well, come later season, like I'll have some merino wool pants on underneath that, so they don't need to be thick. Yeah, like I don't care. They that's, just the waterproof. I think is probably the better way to go. Waterproof is probably definitely way to go. Because as long as they breathe a little bit, I've had some waterproof stuff that is like a Ziploc bag, you mm-hmm. know, which is awesome. Yeah, I thought your water. pants were ripped. That that. <laughs> Yeah, so that's what I get. I was like, oh, shit, that's a big rip. That's not good. I got those Corrugate Foundry pants, which I thought were like big insulated pants kind of, but they're not. They're just like a shell. They're water resistant. They got those side zippers you can let out heat. And I was was like, that's actually awesome because they run a little bit big on me so I can do the same thing. Layer up underneath. Yep, and then it doesn't matter at that point. Yeah, Your legs are, I've never had an issue with my legs ever being cold. It's my freaking ears, hands, and toes. Yeah. I keep my ears warm. Got hats for that. Hands, the hand warmer thing. Toes are the last thing that are just totally screwed. Toes are a pain. We talked about that on last week's show a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, with the boot guru. Yeah. Aaron, hey, Bison. Yeah, hey, Bison. Which it says that's who we're talking to now, but we're not. I'm sorry to disappoint, guys. I didn't update the the headline, and if I do it now, it's too late. It doesn't, like, push it back out there. There's no undoes. Control Z. Yeah, I can edit after the fact. So when I get it down, I'll go back and edit it so people aren't confused. Like, they were in the same episode twice, those idiots. Um, I made a friend, like Greg's got his trail cam buddies, right? <laughs> yeah, that's so, right, you did. So yeah. opening day, yeah, I made a friend. Shout out to Ryan from Illinois. Woo! <laughs> um, so opening day, I had a golf outing with some friends <clears throat> in the southern part of the state. And then afterward, I had talked to the wife, and she gave me the go-ahead to go hunt down there, a spot that I had scouted. And I showed up, and there was a gentleman in the parking lot who was just gearing up. I saw the uh, hunting public sticker. He had the whole saddle set up. And I was like, oh, you know, this guy probably is nearly the same page as what I'm doing. So I went over and talked to him and just sort of right away like, hey, where are you going so I don't mess you up? And Mm -hmm. shared information where we were going. He had never been there before. Cyber scouted from Illinois. Lived about an hour away. Super nice dude. And I just walked the area that he was going into a week ago. So I just, I wasn't planning on hunting there. So I shared what I knew, and I was like, hey, you should go check out this spot. I had the best sign I saw, but, like, do what you're going to do. But I'm just letting you know. looked really good over here. And then I showed him where I was going to go, and he was like, oh, man, my wind is actually really bad for, like, everywhere I was going to go. He's like, I'll probably kick deer to you. I was like, cool. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'll do it anyway. So we exchanged numbers because he said he had a bad hip or a bad knee, and if he got one, he was like, would you be willing to help drag? Yep. I was like, absolutely, man. I'm out here. I'll help you. So we exchanged numbers, and then. About an hour after that, we had gotten into spots, and he texted me, hey, man, I just saw another guy. He's walking up toward you, so <laughs> be ready in case he kicks something up, which I thought was pretty nice of him to text. And a deer did get jumped up. I never got eyes on it, but I could hear it coming across this slough from the little part mm-hmm. they were on. But uh, I just thought it was cool to run into another guy. Yeah, anyway, it was just nice very cordial that. and yeah. like, hey, let's go hunt. And I was like, 
Yes, nice. So public land's got its woes, but it's also got its wins. Yeah, absolutely. Woes and wins. Yeah, and Greg's got a new buddy too. His trail cam trail buddy. Trail cam buddy. Not me. I'm just. <laughs> Your buddy loves. I make all my friends on this podcast. I met Greg through the podcast, Tyler through the podcast, you through the podcast. You want to make a friend, start a podcast. That's one way to do it. <laughs> there you go. Holy cow! And not to mention all the other podcasters I talk to on a regular basis. And and yeah, I'm, at this point, I'm like, <sighs> just. I don't have a lot of time to myself and like the fraction of moments that I do, I'll put YouTube on and I've been like going, my go-to is usually the hunting public and it, I'll sit down for like four seconds. My wife's like, really? I'm like, what am I going to put on? Frozen again? <laughs> the kids aren't watching it. I can watch something. I can watch what Let I want. Let me just, what do you mean? Really? Like what else am I going to, what do you want me to, if it, would I get that reaction if it was like a movie? What? What's wrong? I can. What is the okay? <laughs> What's the, the go? What the heck? What do I, I need to be watching? I just. I'm just like, why do you even watch? It's always the same thing. Everyone whispers, and then they get all excited and they shake, and uh, she's like, you know, judging us, and I'm like, I'm learning. I'm learning, and I really enjoyed. I watched Mark Kenyon stuff. His new the new show. What is that? Wait till it's very meat eater esque. Like, he I mean they got he got the meat eater crew. The film crew oh, to yeah, film. It's, legit. it's put together really well. And it's about him learning very specific tactics from the people like that are good at it. Regional. Yeah. Very regional. Because, like, I watched the first one. It was the only one I saw. I think it was the first one. It was with uh, Taylor urban, Chamberlain. Taylor Chamberlain yep. in the urban one. And I really enjoyed Mark <laughs> Kenyon's just subconscious reactions. Because <laughs> you could just tell that he was, like, out of his comfort zone a little bit and, yeah. like, thought. Things were, you know, walk into someone's yard. It's all different, yeah. <laughs> but it, you could tell that was wrought with its own challenges, yeah, like locking on doors, man. There's people that just I, look. I don't fucking do it. No, I, I don't care. I don't want to knock it. I used to do sales, dude. Like I had a cold, cold call. call. I, cold knocking. Is look, worse man, than cold and call. I had to do that too. I went door to door with for. for uh, that was my first sales job ever, actually. So I, I'm like, nah, I'm good. Like I don't want to do. When that. we had Leon uh, from not Leon, but Lee, Lee Ellis. On yeah, Leon. <laughs> yeah, good job. Not Leon, uh, from Seek One, and he said he knocks on like two to three hundred doors a year. It's insane. I was like, dude, you can have those two hundred enters. Like, I don't, I'm sorry, social. I've, I'll I thought just, Mark did a really good job of like going through the scripted approach of like, hey, I've noticed there's deer on your property. How do you feel about that? And when I talked to Taylor, because he'd been on the show a couple of times, and I met him in Kentucky and at probably some other place too, because I'm around doing stuff now and. He's like, oh, dude, no, I treat it like I'm doing them a service. Like, I'm an exterminator because these deer are eating their, you know, uh, plants and gardens and, and landscaping. And, you know, do you want these off of your landscape and people, you know. Which is probably a great way to go about it because I feel like some of those people, those are some pretty affluent neighborhoods. And yeah, people Washington. Yeah. Like, they probably hire people to do, all you know, all the landscaping, pests, yep. bugs. So it's like, yep. you're used to just saying, yeah, come out next door, you know. Yep. Like, that's probably a better way than... Like a friendly, hey, can I come and hunt your property? You know, come hang out in your yard. But how many? There's got to be since that has taken off. And by the way, Spartan Forge has a feature to um, catalog the doors you've knocked on and gained permission to. So as you look at the properties, as you would on Onyx, you see which properties are outlined and who owns what and so forth. Well, uh, Spartan Forge has that, and then some where you can document like, do I have access to this property, and what is that access good through? And if the property owner changes hands you'll get alerted to say, you need to go knock on that door again. Maybe I'm wrong, but wasn't there a way to set up like an alert so that you can be reminded? Like, I think so. If you didn't, or if you knocked and like, it was a, like, cause Lee was talking about like, to come back and follow up. Back? Yeah. To follow up on it yep. and stuff. Yeah. 
for those of you guys who do that, that would be a pretty. So that that challenge in and of itself is like one that I'm not willing to. I'll just go suffer in public land. <laughs> I'll just deal with that drama because I don't. I don't know, but I have to imagine like so many people get their doors knocked on. Like, how many have you knocked on ever, and were you the first person to ever bother them? I've knocked on more for turkeys than for deer, but I've knocked on a few for deer. Mm-hmm. I've never had anyone say yes for deer, but for turkeys, I've had a few people say yes. And we heard that, too, that that's, like, your gateway. The, the turkeys. Yeah. 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 If you hunt turkeys and you build a rapport, and like, you know what? You can hunt turkeys for deer. I do like you. In Wisconsin, in turkeys are yeah, turkeys okay. is the easiest in, yeah. like, even asking for permission to shed hunt. You'll get a hard no. But if you say, if you go for turkeys, you're most likely, yeah, nobody likes turkeys really. Yeah, like, even if they it. have other guys, like, just, I just want them dead. <laughs> they're, they're awkward animals. I did the turkey hunting. I have two turkey calls on there now. Uh, both with OK Hunter branding from some of our, our listeners, which is like. Very cool. Pretty epic, honestly. The That's fact right. that, that our, uh, Tom DeCray, uh and, and Matt with uh, Weather Oaks, uh, each two different people. Two different things, two different types of calls. Wildly thoughtful, though. Yeah, and f- effective. I think they're what those called uh, slate calls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not a box. It's not a box call. That's different. That's like a box. The box call's got those two little yeah. arched rails. Hollow yeah. on the and those ones seem easy enough. Yeah, they're not bad. The box I got really into easier. practicing all the calls for a while. In fact, when I was yeah, I my... think I remember your, your family <laughs> telling me they were really excited about that. That's <laughs> <laughs> like really. Good. I bought everything. Uh, and then when I got all my gear out this last week and I had my bag open, my kids ransacked it and got all the calls. So they're in the driveway just shaking the turkey gobbler, calling in crows, That's like cool. doing the owl call, the squirrel one. So then my dog is howling, uh, which, yeah, it's all fun. I thought it was just kind of great. That's actually. probably a great memory. Like they're not going to break a call. Who freaking cares? Anytime I have a tree stand or a platform hanging in the backyard that's all my kids want to do is go climb and sit in the stand yeah yeah stand. that's what they were doing so as long, i always just set them up a couple a foot off the ground or two so they can yeah because who cares climb on yep. there and do what they're gonna do it's pretty cool uh i don't know so what's there's a cold front coming like right now right yes. now yeah it's so cool tomorrow now. it's gonna be cold so i feel bad that we're here tonight honestly because maybe enough work to do where you couldn't have hunted but i i can't hunt tomorrow because my wife has dinner with her friends and i was kind of like she hears the word cold front. She goes, oh, no. So do you need to go hunt it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, kind of. I mean, if you want me to get a deer, you want me to get a deer so I can be done hunting, right? This like is the day that I go do it. So I'm, like, sitting on the bench tomorrow, I guess. Sorry. All right, yeah, where are you gonna, what are you going to do? You can live vicariously through me. I'm I will be to. going out to hunt the cold front tomorrow. Um, What's your plan? I got a, a spot that oh, I've... Well, now we have two I calls. Actually, Hold oh, on. Hey. I got to interrupt you because I don't want to lose people again. We'll talk about that, I think. Oh, it's Chris Whitley. Let's bring Chris on. Hey, Chris, you're live on the podcast. How's it going? How's it going, man? Haven't talked to you guys in a while. It's been a minute, Chris. I always miss hearing your southern accent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's, it's pretty thick. Did you hear us talk um, about turkey calls and your ears are ringing or what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> no, I was listening in on you guys talking about uh, running into some cool people on public land and sharing information about you know where you're going. I know I met a guy. Uh, he was in college, and we ran into each other in uh, Ohio uh, on some public land, and we did count the same thing. But on that same piece of Ohio property uh, a few years after that, I ran into this just jerk of a guy. Uh, me and my buddy parked at this parking spot. And you're about as nice as they come, so that's, uh, that's interesting that someone could be uh, mean yeah, to you. Yeah, yeah, and, and I'm easy to get along with, but we pulled up in this parking spot, and just 
probably 150, 200 yards down the road, I, I saw this, you know, white Ford truck. It's a huge area of public land, so I wasn't worried about that one truck. I've seen two or three cars, you know, park there and still go into this area and, and have success. And uh, the moment, the minute we parked, the truck turned on. The guy comes flying down the road. Oh man, I just dropped my brother in this. Uh, I mean, one of his buddies down there. We've been all down in this bottom, and you know, we're kind of spread out down there hunting, you know. And uh, you guys planning on going? Yet? It was like, well, you know what? If you guys are down there, we're not gonna, we're not gonna mess with you. And it just kind of broke my heart because this is the place where me and my buddy has had the best success we've ever had on public land. And so we thought, you know what? We're gonna keep an eye on this guy. And he's like, yeah, we've been here every week or every year the same week. And I'm thinking, we've been here for ten years hunting the same piece, and I've never seen you. And that's kind of odd. But anyway, so we make it a point. We hunt some other property close by. We make it a point to drive by this guy every single night to see. And he's always by himself and he's, there's no brother, there's mm-hmm. no friend. And we said, you know what, screw it. We're going in. And uh, me and my buddy go back in uh, the last two days of our hunt and have, you know, we see a lot of deer. We didn't kill one, but we realized this guy was just flat out lying to us. There's nobody else in that, you know, hunting with him. He's just by himself. And I guess that's just his way of, of keeping people out of the area he's hunting. And I was just curious if you guys ever run into anything like that. That sounds like a really effective way to keep people that's out. The, that's, that's the same the, thing the we're tape. doing with oh, the no, hanging I, the word flagging tape, yeah. right? Yeah, like I give him props. It was a, that's genius. <laughs> Interesting. No, I, you know, yeah. I've never run into that. I, I don't, I've not had a lot of poor experiences like that. I've had guys not go as far as what you experienced, Chris, about like literally lying that they're in there right now. But like the common thing up, <clears throat> up north by us is like oh yeah my, my brother's gonna be in there and you know my uncle hunts down there and like they'll throw the gambit of who's gonna be in there like they're not in there right now but they're just telling you like hey they're gonna be in there it's like so, saving like, seats so at the restaurant like, you know yeah. take a hike find a new spot um but i haven't had anybody bold face bold face lie to me <laughs> but me and my buddies for for at least gun season we do canvas an area pretty heavily and like we we try to make a presence yep. with our vehicles and spread them out on the road and stuff like that and we but it's it's because we're trying to spread out from ourselves <laughs> too, and uh, you know, and you can hit the the woods from like different sides and stuff. So you never know who's going to show up from a different angle either. And you're like, who's this guy? How well, did he get you, back here? And, and, and you, it's okay. And you never know how other people hunt. So like what Chris just said, like that guy said he's got. So even if he had a bunch of people back there, like we see guys who hunt 50 yards off the skidder trail that you walk in on, right? Mm-hmm. They're there and you like walk by them on your way in, you walk by them. And then there's guys who go way off the trail, which is kind of like what we try to do. So like, just cause there's people back there doesn't mean you can't find a spot. Yeah. It takes one ridge to get like to the, where the deer are that that guy wouldn't have ever over seen the ridge, it. Down yeah. the valley, you're up on the next one, right? Like you don't know. Yeah. I mean, me and my, me and my one buddy hunt fairly close to each other. If I look through the trees just right, I can see the fleck of orange. But there's deer that, like, he'll see that I won't and vice versa. And it doesn't take much for a deer to sneak through people like that. Yeah, man, that's a shady guy. That's greasy. Yeah, that sucks. That's greasy. On the spot, too. And that's what killed me because there was this really – one spot there, and I've been hunted. Like I said, I've had guys hunt around me on that spot all the time. I get way down into this bottom, and I think everybody's afraid to get down there because it's going to – you know, your wind could screw you up, which it's never – for whatever reason, it's never bothered me down there. But I see all these lights around me on the top of the ridge, and you come out, and, and these guys are like, "No, nah, I'm not." Seen, which they could be lying. I don't. I, I rarely ever tell anybody what I've seen either. But <laughs> you know, I've hunted, had people all around me. I've just never had anybody just come in and it's like, "Oh man, you know, I'd appreciate it if you guys didn't do that." I mean, my brother's down there, his friends down there. We're kind of you know spread out, and I was like, ah. I realize, yeah, that's that's yeah, maybe smart on his part to keep us out, but uh, I don't know. It's kind of a jerk move. I thought that's the only bad experience. We've met tons and tons of people, 
And most of the time, guys are pretty well, you know, yeah, let's let's talk about where we're going. We'll spread out like you guys were talking about, yeah. you know, but yeah. never had anybody to that extent. The, the worst part but, about that is not only that he, like, you know, lied, but he was lying to play on your goodwill. Like, he knew you were going to, you know, he's hoping you're going to be a good guy. Yeah, that is extra and, shitty. Like, you would leave and like he was right so he benefited from you being a good guy and him being greasy which really sucks yeah, <laughs> yeah and i felt really bad too because my you know my buddy that's hunting with me he's like dude we need to go down there anyway there's enough land we, we can go i was like man I, I i'm gonna give him a space he was here first whatever you know we'll do it and my buddy's just hounding me the whole week chris we got to get down there we got to get down there <laughs> and after a couple of days of driving by his truck and it's just him i said you know what screw it i think he's lying with us to us I and said, you never encountered him and, you never and, encountered him never, personally we, again we never encountered him there uh actually the we only had two more days to hunt and so we go down here uh down into that area and when we started hunting it he he left i don't know if it was the end of his trip or he just you know when we got there he just didn't want to hunt around us but uh, so yeah, we never ended up encountering him. Uh, and like I said, we went from seeing no deer that week. We just, it's such a special spot, uh, in Ohio where we found it took a while to find this place, but uh, I know, um, had two days to hunt and the very next morning I hunted it. I watched about 130 inch plus deer breed a doe about 70 yards from me. So, That's uh, awesome. just kind of a cool situation. And we see deer down there all the time. So I don't know. It's just, bad situation but i guess a cool tactic i guess if you're that kind of guy he must have been <laughs> but, an East Coast anyways, guy. Great talking to you <laughs> different breed no thanks for calling in dude that's an interesting story one that i'm sure some folks that are going to listen in can relate to definitely relates to so what it's, we we're talking about so it's good to hear from you too we're going to get to the next caller so i don't keep them hanging too long here good luck but this uh, season chris yeah thanks dude yeah you guys. See, you. see ya so i think we have another chris yeah. If I'm not mistaken, Chris, you're live on the OK Center podcast. How's it going? Oh, it's not Chris. It's Drew. Oh, it's Drew. Okay. <laughs> With, My uh, bad, Drew. Remember, <laughs> I have this issue all the time because, yeah. <laughs> hey, Drew. What's up, buddy? How's it going? Yeah, what's up? <laughs> it didn't come through on the auto night. screen. You must have said something else to it. And it, like, gets the most of the words wrong. It says on my call screen, it says, do it OK Greens again. I didn't mean to let you guys know I had to talk to CS, but just calling to shoot the shit a little bit. That's what I picked up. And then the caller ID says Christopher Rick. Oh, wow. <laughs> so Christopher like, Rick. Yeah, that's, that's my stepdad, so it kind of kind of makes sense. But. There we are. So it's true. What's up, Drew? So how's waterfall season been treating you? Waterfall season has been pretty badass, honestly. Uh have more geese this year than I shot last year, so that's a plus, and We've actually this year been very fortunate to like get a lot of permission on uh, private land, a lot of good fields. So that's a big plus compared to last year. Last year we had a bunch of no's. This year we only have twenty six no's and two yeses. So oh wow, that's way better. That's a lot. Of yeah, nothing. I keep track just because, like, I don't know. You, you could get discouraged, but I mean, you know, it's their land. You know, it's really up to them. But it's kind of a goal to get less no's each year <laughs> well when i my first which i was talking about this earlier but my first sales job ever was door-to-door solicitation selling random shit to business people yeah or businesses with people in them and they're th- what they trained us to do is to get as many no's as possible because it's a numbers game and if you get 100 yeah. no's you're gonna get the yes <laughs> so just go and try to get another yeah no. eventually <laughs> so if you just change yeah. the paradigm year, dude, yeah. we were up to 40 wow 
Well, I'm glad to yeah, hear it's paying off for we didn't you guys. You're killing some geese. Oh yeah, yeah, it, dude, it's been awesome. Actually, I got a. I mean, it was kind of one of those you got to be there moments, but I'll still share it because it's funny as shit to me. But <laughs> we were hunting this uh, alfalfa field with like five guys. One of the newest, actually, the very newest guy of Oak Tree Dreams, uh, Billy, and. We uh we were sitting there and we were getting a bu- bunch of uh, singles to come in and cup and you know do it dirty as they say, and uh, he, they were our very first one came in. You could hear it honking. You seen it for a minute and then we all five of us lost it and like we started freaking out, like because you could hear it but we're in layout blind so you really can't see anything behind you mm. at all because if you move then the geese pick you out because you're literally laying in the spread of decoys. Yep. And. Uh, so we're laying there, and all of a sudden, uh, Billy's, like, to our right. So I kind of glanced over out of the corner of my eye, and sure as shit, this goose is cupped and coming right at a uh, landing. It literally landed, like, 15 yards from two of the other guys we were hunting with, and it hit the ground, or right before it hit the ground, I guess, Billy said, uh, kill him. So we all popped out, and I couldn't shoot just because of where the goose was, and the guy on the very end, his name's Jake, and uh, he... Uh, he goes, where, where the fuck's he at? <laughs> Billy's like, right the fuck in front of you. He's like, what do you mean? And this thing's like, it. I mean, the decoys look pretty convincing, but I mean, <laughs> the goose definitely had bigger size on the decoys, and its head was moving. And it's, like I said, it's 15 yards in front of him. And like, I'm like, Jesus, dude, it's right there. How can't you see it? And it's like, you know, it's honking and talking and crap because it sees us. And finally, he, the guy, other, the guy that was next to Jake goes, no, seriously, guys, where is he? Are you guys fucking with us? I was, I was like, no, dude, he's right there. They just, Finally, it was Jake just like a subtle like shift of. Off. Was it just like a subtle shift of perspective that they couldn't? Was it was a view blocked or something by a decoy? No, they're they're they should have had the best view of this goose <laughs> coming in, landing the spread and everything. Like, but it landed right in the middle of a bunch of silhouettes and actual and full bodies. So if, I guess if you lost it for a second, I could see it. But like I said, it was 15 yards in front of them. And they, they really shouldn't have missed it because I was on the furthest side of them, and I knew exactly where that goose was. That's funny. So no, that's totally, a good that's note. A, but and that, that might be worse than an okay tender moment. Any, I don't know what uh, you want to call any that. Any geese that are listening, just land in the spread and don't move. <laughs> <and> you'll be <laughs> fine. Yeah, no, blend I, in. That man, it, a lot of them would have been safe. <laughs> a lot of them would have been safe. Yeah, you just wait till everybody's packing uh, up because you don't have your gun when you go collect your decoys, probably. Crap. So then you just fly away. <laughs> no, actually, we learned to keep them loaded because of certain <laughs> things happening every time we go to pick up our decoys. It's damn Jake, and it's dumb when that happens. Oh, but and so, the same field actually, which is kind of cool. This is kind of like a win moment, I guess, if that's cool. But uh, we had this one morning the same field because a lot of the geese were landing in a field that was just cut. It was the oak field, so that's where the geese wanted to go. And we were in alfalfa. That was, I mean, it was high, higher, but it wasn't like knee high yet. It was kind of in the middle of that, I guess. And they don't like landing in tall grassy fields, kind of thing. Well, we decided, because, I mean, 400 geese kept piling into this one field, and it's pretty small right along the roadside. And the farmer that owns it tells you no because he he charges, like, thousands of dollars to hunt the fields. Hmm. And he knows we really don't want to spend thousands of dollars to hunt some geese that might not even show up. Well, <laughs> me and Jake, or not Jake, me and Billy decided with the great idea of par- uh, Carter of parking our trucks right next to that field. 
So, like, the geese would see it, and, you know, uh, flare, that's where they just pick back up, and instead of coming, you know, coming in and cup, mm-hmm. they just kind of flare off and fly at a different spot. Well, sure as shit, it works. And that was our best hunt. We killed six that day, and, I mean, it started downpouring, though. Like, it was just terrible. I got sick from it. <laughs> kind of sucked. I'm still trying to fight it off, actually, but Yikes. it was the coolest hunt. But we couldn't, we couldn't film or nothing because our camera gear would have got wet. I tried. And I regretted it in like two seconds, so I just kind of <laughs> kept my camera safe. Was but, it when we were getting all that damn rain? Yeah, it was. What was that? Did you guys get all the rain that we got? Like, uh, was that a week ago or yes. something? Yes, we. I think we were on the very edge of it, and we were checking weather all night. Like it was supposed to miss us, and then it was going to hit us, and it was only going to hit us for an hour, and then it wasn't supposed to. And we wake up, and it says it's not supposed to, and we're up at like two thirty. Even though, like, we literally goose hunt next to a local Walmart, which is pretty badass, honestly. I don't think many people <laughs> it's got its say conveniences. That. <laughs> Call it for what but, it is. Uh, Tell me you wouldn't like that. Yeah, exactly. You know, and he, uh, we kept checking, and sure as shit, we get out there, get it all set up, and it says it's supposed to rain till noon. And the chances were like 40%. We had that first flock come in that we shot six or five out of, and then it just started pouring on us. So we called it, and sure as shit, when we packed up, because we put the gun so they wouldn't get it any more wet, uh, we packed all that up. Here's a flock of geese just flying right down into the spread, right where we were going to be, <laughs> or where we were set up, at least. <laughs> None of us had guns loaded, because, like I said, we <laughs> we were sick of being soaked and didn't want our guns more soaked. And But, yeah, we, we got that rain, too. <laughs> yeah, that was a, lot of, that was a lot of water. Well, at least you made the most of it before that rain hit. Oh, exactly. No, that's that was awesome. the cool part. Once it started, we all kind of like lost interest right away because you were just getting rained in your face. And I mean, you're laying there looking at the sky pretty much. So kind of, <laughs> I mean, we still enjoyed it, but it was still, it was kind of miserable for a little bit there. Laying on your back, looking up is not the most ideal position to be in when the rain starts. <laughs> you're right. It's not like catching snowflakes. No, no? It was, it was downpouring. It wasn't like just a sprinkle. It getting was, it was out there basically. Yes. Who do we have on uh, a while back? It was um, Courtney Nicholson. Uh, the the associate director for the Sportsman's Alliance. She uh, on that episode, I forget which one it was. You can go, go back in the archives, but she talked about cooking goose and that being her favorite thing to eat out of all wild game ever. And people like went nuts on the social post because they're like, "No, no goose way. tastes like <laughs> crap. What are you talking about?" And she's like, "No, no, you need to learn how to cook, and it will be good." Yeah, exactly. And it's literally the cook. Yeah, so just in- interesting. So I was going to ask what you're doing with these things once you get them. Uh, we make jerky with them, uh, for like some of it. I mean, depending on how many we get during the day or each day, we'll just grind it all up and uh, make some jerky, kind of like making venison jerky. I mean, oh, it's yeah. pretty much the same process. Okay. Otherwise we actually, I plucked my very first goose. That was very, <laughs> it, it, it was a long process. I should say there's a lot of pin feathers, so. More than a chicken. It, yeah, and but other than that, I mean, otherwise the breast, you wrap it in bacon, put some jalapenos on it while it cooks on a smoker, and I mean, that's that's pretty much the most we ever do with it, that and plucking the whole thing. Otherwise, it's just jerky. My buddy uh, my buddy Lane from up in Surring had a great recipe that he always talked about his grandpa had given him for goose, and you take your goose breast after it's all cleaned up, 
and you find uh, one of those river rocks, like those real smooth ones that are like mm-hmm. round oval shape. Find a big one. You put that in the bottom of your pot first, and then you fill it with water, boil it. You throw the goose breast in there once it's boiling, and you boil it until the rock is tender. You throw the goose away, and then you just eat the rock. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had me in. I was like, Did I have you up there? I'm like, what's the, what's the point My of the rock Lane here? I say that about once a week. <laughs> that joke. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, you had me going too, man. Yeah. Like this uh, is kind of cool as shit right now. His grandpa, this rock. <laughs> yeah, I like what he's Lane, saying here. Lane would be proud. <laughs> he just shot an elk. I should do that. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's a fun one. So when you get into the deer woods, Drew? Uh, personally, I really don't get in unless there's cold, a cold front until like October. <clears throat> it was a cold front because... tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, I have to work, and I work this weekend. So, yeah. otherwise, if I call in, I mean, I could get out, but I don't think my boss would really like that. Not probably not. It, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, other than that, yeah, October, just because a lot that's when a lot of our bucks, like, we've seen, like, in the years past, kind of start showing back up on ours, because ours is more of a home for them during the rut. I mean, it's thick bedding areas, kind of what they don't want to be in when they're in velvet. Yeah. yeah. And... I mean, if that's, if that's they're the there, oak tree, but we got more does right now. So. Yeah, no, that's interesting. If that's when the oak tree dreams come true, then that's when you got to go hunt. Yeah, you know your land better than anybody else. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The other guys, though, are bow hunting. Uh, Jarrett, he's uh, been bear hunting, hasn't got one yet. And then uh, two other guys are out west right now, mule deer hunting, and they can find all the elk, but can't really find any mule deer bucks to put a stock on. Well, you know what would happen if they had elk tags? They'd see a shit ton of mule deer. <laughs> oh, exactly. I told them that too. Yeah. They, they, yeah, they, they weren't too happy. <laughs> they're enjoying it, so they're through. making the most of it. <laughs> well, that's cool. Yeah, no, fun. that's pretty much how it went. <laughs> it's good to hear from you. Well, thanks for calling into the show, dude. Appreciate it. And then we're on, we're on an yeah, off no night. Problem. We're on while, so. on Wednesday, so uh, I know we're usually doing this on Tuesday. So yeah. my week's all kitty womp this over here. Yeah, I'm actually off on Wednesdays at this time, so it's kind of convenient. <laughs> nice. Well, hey, good luck with the rest of Waterfall stuff, and whenever you hit the woods, just keep us posted. Yeah, thank you. you... Yeah, good luck, guys. All Appreciate right, it, bud. See you. Yep, bye. couple calls. Yeah. I thought it was two Chris's, but it wasn't. <laughs> well, I did say Chris. Yeah, it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's my, yeah. I don't, so okay, you were talking before we took the calls. You were talking about uh, oh cold front. Yes, cold front. Yeah, so I got a plan for tomorrow. We'll see how it's going to work. Um, I had a spot that I scouted for turkey hunting. It's like a voluntary public access. Oh, VPA. So yep. Okay. Um, it's mostly field, but there's like a fence line that runs along one edge, and then there's a big bump out of woods that mm-hmm. comes into the field, which is actually pretty nice and thick and there's another small area of woods and then it's a big cornfield on one side and then once it goes up the ridge turns into soybeans okay so i had scouted it for turkeys decent property for turkeys and have you seen it since then um i went back this summer to look at it for to deer because i never really so, looked at yep. it for deer and there's like a little pocket along the fence line where it's kind of grassy and there's some low stuff and driving by it i'd always seen old rubs on these popple trees i just assumed those deer running the fence lines and stuff but i was like They've been there every year for three years. Like, I wonder if a buck beds 60 yards off the road in that little <laughs> pocket of grass and popples, and, like, everyone just leaves them alone. So I went in there thinking that. I wanted to go scout it, and I walked around, and there's a couple cedar trees, and there's a bed in there with a bunch of rubs. I was like, oh, holy shit, they do bed here. <laughs> so I went over to the popple one, and I jumped out about 130-inch 10-pointer. It was in velvet. 
yep. not a huge buck, but a really nice deer. And he jumped up right out of that pocket of popples. And I was like, walked over there, beds all over. They're all rubbed up. It's 40 yards from the cornfield. You know, he's kind of surrounded by the cornfield. And then just on the other side of the bigger pocket of woods is the soybeans. So mm-hmm. like, he's probably he's walking there. this fence line right along the corn, yep. going right up to the beans. So I picked a tree out right on the fence line there. Kicked out a little scrape right on the edge mm-hmm. with a licking branch. Did you send any trail like, cams up or no? No trail cameras. Nope. Just okay. left it alone. Be blind. Yep. Go, didn't go back in. and was waiting. Need a north wind to hunt that. I'll come in through the corn. I'll pop up into that poplar tree. What's the wind? Is it north? North, northwest. Perfect. Wow. He's bedding like northwest of me. So it would be good setup if he's mm-hmm. in either of those beds. And I'm just going to hope and pray that somebody's still going to those beans or coming along the corn. Yeah. And yeah. Give it a try. That's cool. We'll see. It's pretty close to where he was, so I'm hoping that I can like there's enough wind where yeah. I can get in without getting spotted. But that's the plan. That sounds like a good plan. I know we put in for that conservancy property. My dad and I and you did as well, and we didn't. None of us got it nope. as far as somewhere. So I I checked and she said, "Oh, sorry, Eric, not this year." I'm like, "Damn it!" And we've got a, a lot of years. I think one year we got like two years in a row. And uh, tell me who got it. <laughs> tell me their names. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, "She's like, well, there's other properties we have that you can hunt that you don't need the permission slip for." But you have to like access them through the ones you do need the permission for. It's almost landlocked in their own thing. But like you can go, but then you have to go to the back, back, back property. And I did see that. To this day, I've never been back it's to the ways. back, back, back. It is a hell of a ways. It's a ways. I don't, it, it would probably take you like a, an hour or two to get there. And even once you get there, I don't even know what the hell you're looking for. But I bet no one effing hunts it. I just don't even know if there's any deer on that slice of it or not. We well, can look at it on a map, but I, it's... I've looked at it and I've thought about going there, but... it's a it's, And I know the property well, so I know what it takes to even get through that property. I've gone through what, it most of it. What got me thinking is usually when you find a little parcel like that that's kind it's of... It's untouched. Kind of, well, it's touched by private landowners because it becomes theirs almost, right? Yeah, the public like, isn't accessing it ever and your just, land yeah. butts up to it. It almost feels but like But it's yours. on the far reaches of some private land too. Is it really? Like I don't I don't even know that anybody that butts up to it on private land, it's at the back, 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 back of their land too. True. So I'm but maybe that four wheelers or whatever. Um maybe so they it's might worth be true not to it. Maybe we dive into there one day. Uh, yeah, I've considered it. I just I'm like, oh man, I know. I'm tired just looking at that map. <laughs> yeah, I know and believe me. It's a it's a hoof. And I can hoof it. Like I don't care that much. I don't have that kind of time. <laughs> To get back there. And when you get a deer, what am I going to do? It's going to take a while. You know, I'm almost going to be like, call up the, the company and be like, you guys, let me just take a four-wheeler back there. Let me hit the hill. I don't own a four-wheeler, there. but mind you, but I'll figure out how to get one. <laughs> like, Well, let's have crazy. that problem. Yeah. I love that problem. How do we get a deer out? That's a good problem to have. Yeah. That's what you should ask yourself. Well, uh, folks, thanks for tuning in this week. I, I don't have much else. Uh, I feel tired. <laughs> I'm just tired. I don't this know. This week has felt two weeks long already. It's crazy. It's Wednesday. It feels like it could be Thursday. I'm already. excited for the woods. I'm sorry you can't make it up tomorrow. That's okay. I I'll don't have a. Posted. I don't have a plan anyway, so I don't even know what I would. What have is done. your plan, real quick, before we sign up? What's What's the next hunt look like? Is it My plan is to call or? you and Greg anytime I think I want to go and figure out what the f I should do. And Sweet. I have I have spots that I've properties, and not necessarily spots, but any property that I've hunted a long time ago that I'm familiar with. I will see it through a very different lens nowadays. So I'd be happy to go back to old properties I hunted when I was younger because I didn't know the hell I was doing back then. Mm-hmm. And those properties didn't produce because I was sitting there waiting around for a deer because that spot was comfortable. And I didn't understand how deer use the land. I didn't understand where the bucks were, but I didn't even think of any of that stuff. So there's places I could probably go that could produce something for me nowadays that couldn't then. It's almost like hunting it for the first time. It's like reading a book a second time. You know, you, oh, wow. 
now I understand the story better in the narrative. And I, I didn't pick this piece up before and I'm paying attention to it differently. And, you know, it's, it's kind of, that would be a neat way to do it anyways for anybody listening. Like Absolutely. if you haven't hunted a property in five, six, seven years, go hunt it again. Cause you've probably learned some things since then, you know? It's always interesting reading about like... And the land changes. And reading about guys who have hunted the same private land for like ever. And then like anyone who gets like into it and like starts reading some stuff and they go, holy crap. Like I realized what I did for the last 20 years was just go to the stand because that's what I did. I didn't know why. Like there was no reason. And then all of a sudden their whole like perception changes. It's called a paradigm shift. Yep. And I think even with the, where I go gun hunting, we, I don't care as much. When I, go gunning, I just don't like, and I could, yeah. but I'm not willing to like, I'm not willing to be like the hardcore guy at deer camp. I just don't care as much. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then deer camp, I just don't, I'm not like thinking the same way, but I'm like, oh, well I could think about it differently, but <laughs> meh. It's been fun. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, so I think when Greg came with us one year, he's like, he was really into it, you know? And I was like, Greg, I just, you're seeing a different side of me, man. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> Like, that's not, all right too though you yeah. gotta have the, i'm here for the gotta, meat gotta man balls. like i'm here for the beer balls. and the meat and the good times and my buddies and stuff and my dad like it, it's different but yeah certainly and i you know i can look at things a little bit differently like i'm like oh eh, now that i know this i could probably have this area a little bit differently but meh it's okay and and gun season the deer are doing all sorts of wackadoo things because the there's 600 do. people in the 600,000 <laughs> people in the forest that we can they're like, probably not doing what you expect. Yeah, they're getting anymore. shot, chased. They're smelling all sorts of things. There's orange everywhere. They're, you know, Steve just died. They don't even know <laughs> what the hell's going on. So it's like, <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, uh, thanks for for listening. That's a uh, it's another week. Next week we're we're have we're back on to Tuesdays, six p.m. We have a guest on next week, and then I think going in October. As far as I'm aware, I don't have anybody lined up. I should probably look. I won't waste your time now doing that, but uh, yeah, stay tuned. If there's something you want to hear, hit us up. If you want to share a, a story, you've got you've got a moment, you can do it on the website. Go to okcenter.com, go to the moments tab, and you can share a moment. Uh, if you want to join up on the crew, get some discounts on stuff, and you think you're one of us, then tell us why you think that, and maybe you'll uh, get approved. You know, the, the guy that approves, that's a stickler. He's <laughs> a real, real stickler. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, have a good night, everybody. Appreciate you tuning See ya. in. Yeah.